let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. I am very excited about this episode. A lot of barbers are concentrating so hard on Instagram and social media that we have completely forgotten about Google. In my experience, a few folks have found me on Instagram, but every week I have a couple people in the chair because they found me or my website on Google. About a year ago, Google made some new changes and my listing got caught up in it. Google actually removed my listing altogether. And for months, I'm going back and forth with them, trying to explain to them, I am a barber cutting inside a barber shop. And they kept saying, well, there's already a barber shop there, so we can't list you. And I'm saying, yes, but I am an independent barber. And so this is me, my business, my listing. It is independent of the shop, but this is where I'm cutting. And it just kept going back and forth. It was really crazy. I'm just going to leave it at that. And then several of my colleagues told me about Michael Morse and how he and his company help small businesses get seen on Google. He and I sat down to look at what was going on, and uh, we hadn't been at the table for 30 minutes, and my entire Google presence had been restored. Michael is a very busy man, and it took a long time to be able to get him on here, but we made it happen. I'm going to go straight to the interview. Michael, thank you very much for your time here. I, I appreciate I know you're really busy and we know how valuable time can be. So definitely appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us here. I know that with my Google presence, uh, a percentage of my clients each week comes from Google. It's not the biggest percentage, but it builds up over time. And there are some of the top experts in the industry, like Chris Bosio with 245 and Headlines Hair Salon, who says, don't sleep on Google. So I wanted to, to talk with you because you are the Google man the, in the area here. And I figured who best to talk to about, you know, what a barber can do to work with Google than you yourself. So I guess the, the, the first thing I'd say is why should someone, why should a barber think so much about Google? I mean, we're taught to do Instagram and social media, but not a lot of us seem to be very Google savvy. Yeah, it's it's definitely a great question, Dave. And it's one, you know, I encounter not just in your industry, but, you know, kind of for a lot of different small businesses out there. But I, I would 100% agree to not sleep on Google. And why I would say that for sure, for especially your industry is it's going to be a path that somebody's going to come through. So whether they need to find a phone number for you or they need to get driving directions to your location or they want to look at your website, they're going to be coming through Google. So while, yes, Instagram and Facebook are definitely important, and you probably heard from your other colleagues that that's where they get most of their results from. They get DMs from people saying, I want to get a haircut. I like your pictures. These are great. This is exactly what I'm looking for. At some point, they are going to go to Google because it's just human nature at this point with the way Google has developed their search algorithm. We've used it so much, especially like I, I just got, you know, got home from being out and about today and had to use driving directions to get around a wreck. And of course, I pull up Google, didn't even think about it. It's just, hey, second nature. That's where I have to, to go to find, you know, the quickest information. So why it's so important is because it's some capacity, your customers are going to be looking at Google. 
And if they don't find information on there, it could be, you know, a little bit of a red or yellow flag for them. So they may be questioning, oh, is this really like the person that I wanted to use? Like their pictures look great, but why can't I find reviews on them? Why can't I find their business hours? So it's things like that that put some question in the minds. And if your competition is doing it and they've got everything filled out and their Google presence looks amazing, then of course, more likely they're going to be going to that competition instead of you know choosing you, even if it was coming from a referral or from that social media campaign that you ran. I kind of tell the, the OGs in, in the industry, just think about the old fashioned yellow pages where somebody needs a plumber yep. in the plumber to get it. And so I guess Google's kind of the kind of the modern version of that, maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's a great, you know, callback to the way it used to be. You know, we would pull up the phone book. If anybody still has those, that's amazing. But you would pull up a phone book and go through through uh, what you were actually looking for and you know, call a couple of numbers, make a few calls. But now we've got, you know, the phone book in our pockets every single day with, you know, having our smartphones where we can easily pull up a search page and just you know, type in whatever we're looking for, whether it's men's haircuts or cutting a shave or anything like that, you know, like straight razor barbers, like things that are very specific, we can find it within a matter of seconds where before it would take, you know, lots of searching throughout the phone book and lots of phone calls. Now it's just so much faster. So you got to be up with the the times, especially just get, you know, get people where they're looking for you, which is going to be on Google. That's where a lot of that traffic is going to be coming through. Back in the past, when I used to do web design, I used to help people get found. Back then, I had to worry about other places like uh, Bing or Yahoo. Is that so much a focus anymore now, or is it mostly go ahead and focus on Google now? If you're trying to split your time between where do I need to spend my time, so thinking like, hey, I'm a barber, I'm busy, I'm trying to service my clients, I don't have a ton of time to do marketing. I would suggest start with Google first, at least get that rocking and rolling, make sure it looks good. Like I was talking about, build out your profile. So the pictures that you put on your Facebook and Instagram, get them onto Google too, because people will search image search on Google for barbers and look at your pictures through there too. So make sure all that's fully built out with hours, you know, frequently asked questions that people can put in there make sure that's filled out. And then if it is, then I would start looking at, like you just mentioned, those other directories. So like Bing or Yelp or, you know, some of those other smaller directories that are important, um, but maybe not as important as like a Google would be. So if there is time, yes, I would definitely, the more information out there, the better. It's only going to help. It's definitely not going to hurt. You mentioned Google profiles. Yeah. I had a mentor on Seattle who in a previous career, she had been a kindergarten teacher and that's what she attributed her success to being able to explain everything as if she was explaining to a five-year-old or an eight-year-old. Yep. Uh, If you were to explain a Google profile to say an eight-year-old, how do you describe that? What is a Google profile? Yeah, that's a a great one because that is something that I try to do, you know, on a consistent basis when I'm talking with small business owners is to to make it make sense because there's so many keywords and jargon that you hear within our industry, like SEO or SEM, or just like you said, the backlinking from the websites and all that fun stuff. And it's just a lot of confusion that people just don't, they either glaze over or they're like, I have no idea what that means. But the way I like to look at it, like a Google profile is like, if you're looking at a house, it's like the front door to your house. So it's the first thing that people are going to see, or it's that curb appeal before they get a chance to look at your full website, which your full website would be your house. Or, you know, your social profiles are part of that as well. But think of it as like it's the driveway to get into that front door of that house. So 
when you talk about curve appeal, you definitely want to have your curve appeal looking really good on that Google profile. It's just going to entice people to want to click and then call you or book through your, you know, online channels to get that, that reservation done right there on the spot. How do I find their Google profile? Yeah, it's simple. So if you don't have one, I highly recommend creating one because it is free. It is totally free. There's no cost to creating one and putting all the information on there. So the easiest way is simply go to Google and type in Google business profile. And typically your first search that's going to come up is going to be the walkthrough of like, how do I create a new Google business profile? And Google's great about like giving you the easy information as far as like what you need to put on here and give you suggestions about like, hey, your profile's 80% accurate. Like you need to add this in. And so just follow the steps and continue to add and build on top of it. And then once it is actually live and, and built, I would highly recommend starting to drive uh, some reviews to it. So as you're sitting with your, or not sitting, as you're working with your customers in the chair, they're a captive audience. So you might as well tell them like, hey, my business is built on word of mouth and word of mouth really right now is reviews, online reviews. So if you like, you know, the service that I've been providing for you over these last couple of months, would you wouldn't mind, please just go ahead and leave us a Google review on my specific profile. Cause that is the next powerful thing that you can do with that Google profile is start building your own reputation on Google through those Google reviews. So once you got the basics down, that would be the next step. It'd be take advantage of those Google reviews. So let me repeat back what I heard here, make sure I got this right. If somebody wants to take a look at their Google profile or to find out if they even have one, then they can go onto Google and search for Google business profile. And there it'll show people, okay, here's how to start one for you. And it'll walk them through step by step by step on how to create yep. this profile. Correct. Okay. Yep. Now, what does this profile do for people? Uh, can, can you go, kind of break that down a little bit? Yeah, so what that does is it really starts to establish your online presence on Google. It doesn't mean that once you create this profile that if somebody is, you know, in your near area and they say, oh, I'm looking for haircuts or I'm looking for a barber near me, it doesn't mean you're going to show up, you know, automatically right away once you create that profile. There's a lot of steps that kind of have to go through the process. Uh, and then that's also why we exist as a company, because we help our clients get that more visibility on that map section when people are looking for those keyword searches. Um, but what it does is at least gives you that starting point. So I always like to think of it as it's a great way to help you convert more referrals because I know specifically your industry and salons, you know, any of the type of any type of work that's done on the body or anything like that is very heavy on the word of mouth and also the referrals. So if I'm telling my best friend, you need to go see this barber. He's amazing. Dave, he's great. Check him out. Chances are he's probably going to go to Google and type in your name, whether he types in, you know, Dave Cuts or he types in Dave Green, whatever he's doing. We want to make sure that it's very easy for him to find you to where he's not having to go through multiple profiles or look at all this different stuff. We want to see or not we, but the customer really wants to see, hey, right here, here's your Google profile. Oh, there's your hours. There's your phone number. I can actually book online. Great. Let me just go ahead and do that. I don't even have to pick up the phone and call you. So just make it very simple, very easy to be found. Those are always the key on Google now. You mentioned online booking. Now, a lot of the uh, barbers, we have online booking apps. The shop where I work, we use Squire. Some use Booksy. The Cut is a popular one. Is it possible from the profile for them to click book online and have it go to our profile to book appointments with us specifically? 
or do we have to have something separate set up? You may need to look at the individual like booking online softwares that you have because Google is, you know, partnered with certain ones that they give more credence to. And I would say this would be more like the the best example I've ever more than the restaurant industry. So like open table, if a restaurant is using open table to book a reservation, they have the opportunity to have that book now or book a reservation button directly onto Google, but not every single you know, reservation app has that ability. It's kind of a deal that Google's worked out with certain ones. So I would check depending on what your booking software is to see if it does connect. And that's part of like when you're going through the profile setup, there will be a section where Google will ask like, do you have online booking? And it probably has that link where you can put that in there and you'll see if it actually does link uh, and have that quick button right there. It doesn't, are they able to get a link from their from their online booking app, are they usually able to get uh, a link from there to put into that button or? Might be able to, it just depends. And Google's always making changes. So as more come online, it may not be working for it right now, but you never know, like down the line, it could be one that gets added in because that's that's always the evolution. These things aren't, aren't static. They're not going to be set in stone that it's only going to be this way forever. Google's always looking to improve and and update you know the process along the way, so. Just keep checking if you see if yours is not one that is compatible right now. I would always just keep checking. Okay, Let, let's talk about locations because th this is where you and I got involved at some point here. Yeah, so, uh, I'll, I'll just go and tell the story real quick here. So, I was cutting inside a barber shop, and one day Google basically said to me, "Hey." <laughs> Somebody else is in your location and you can't be there too. So we're just going to kind of take you off the listings there. Back in the day, we used to call it getting Google slapped, which was almost a death penalty back then. And you were able to help me overcome that and get it back up and running, which big, big time appreciation on that. You know, always, yeah. I'm always telling people yeah. that. How does that work? Uh, when, when someone's setting up their, their profiles, are there any steps they can follow just to make sure that they're like, if someone's got like John's Barbershop here and I'm a barber inside John's Barbershop and John's Barbershop's on Google, are there things I, that I need to keep in mind or any barber need to keep in mind to set up this local, uh, the local listing so it doesn't interfere or worse, get them taken out? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. And it's something that we see across industries that's not just related to, you know, the barber or the hairstylist industry. But it's it's something that Google is always mindful of because they want to have the bet, the most accurate results for the searcher. That's always their goal is they want to give the customer what they're looking for in the fastest way possible. So that does cause, you know, some confusion if you have, like you said, like John's Barbershop, but Dave is actually cutting hair and you have your own brand that you're trying to establish within that barbershop. Google can see that as a little bit of a conflict, especially if you're using the same address and same phone number. So the first thing that I think of with that is obviously like, and you can speak more to this, but like with your agreement with whoever you're working with, if you're working within a barbershop, find out what your agreement is. And if you don't have one, I would try to establish one. But most importantly, like you did, I would establish your own brand because you may, you may move to a new shop or you may end up opening your own shop down the line. So you want to create that profile that you can keep with you as you move around and that kind of thing. So there's no hard and fast rule of like, do always this and you'll never get into trouble because we still have clients that we work with every single day and we do all the right things. And some, for some reason, Google sometimes is just like, mm, we're just going to suspend this. So the best answer I can give is really, you just have to be mindful and continuously kind of 
watching your profile. Not something you got to look at every single day, but I would check on it at least a couple times a month to make sure everything's still working, all the things connected. Am I still getting inquiries coming through Google? And if so, then you should be good to go. The owners where I'm at are very understanding. They're, they're barbers themselves. So they understand yeah. how the career works and you know they, they've been really, really helpful with it, which is a, a big, huge thing. Yeah. It's one of those things, it's a hot button within the barber industry. You know, Hey, we're independent contractors, we're our own boss. Yeah, but your situation is within somebody else's situation. And it's a, it's a hot topic that just kind of goes back and forth right now and then. So it's always interesting to see how the relationships work together there. I want to talk about what you do because you actually offer a service which makes things relatively simple for a lot of businesses. So mm -hmm. tell me about, about what you do, Michael. Tell me about RevLocal and what, what could you tell me uh, about how it is that you help people? Yeah. So I've kind of talked about it a little bit as we've gone through some of these things that there's a lot that, you know, we do for our clients to take it off their plate. And then of course, I always like to tell, you know, Hey, this is the free stuff that you can be doing. But again, I also have clients that like, I don't even want to deal with that. I want you to create everything and then you just run with it, and manage it. So we're okay with however we want to interact with our clients because we definitely have brand new businesses that we're working with that have no presence whatsoever. And we're helping them get established on the map when people do search for those um, keywords that are related to their business. But we also have those clients that have been in business 20 plus years, but they just haven't converted to the online space. They may have been like those people that we were talking about that were in the yellow pages for years and years. And that was their main form of marketing. Um, but they've just been slow to finally convert to, okay, I guess I need to have a Google presence type of thing. So it ranges. But in general, most of my clients come to me for issues like you just had where they've been working on Google, they've had it for a long time, and then maybe it's gotten suspended. Or they used to get calls pretty regularly, but they've noticed like their call volume has dipped or just business has gotten slower. And so there's a lot of factors that go into it. So before any time that I meet with a you know, small business owner, I'm gonna take the time to actually do the research and kind of figure out like, what is it that's really going on? So what is it that I could find that they could, you know, could be the cause of this problem? And sometimes it's nothing that you know, the business owner has ever done. It might just be there's more competition that's moved into the area. And that's creating, hey, less, like they're more you know, tech savvy and they're more onto the Google and onto social media and Facebook. So it's time to up your game so we can get you back you know, being found. So that's really the main thing is just that first part of just being found when someone does those searches. But on top of that, we can also run you know, ad campaigns, whether it's running ad campaigns on Google or on Facebook or Instagram. We run social uh, media campaigns as well, whether we're working on Facebook or Instagram for clients. We do build websites if that's ever a need. And then the one that I think that kind of really sets us apart, which I talked about a little bit, was the reviews. So we do help our clients build online reviews, especially on Google, through a lot of automated systems, whether it's through text message marketing or even through like email marketing. And it takes a lot of that pressure off our clients to be like, I got to keep asking for these reviews or I've been asking, I'm not getting results. We can take that over and help build those reviews for them as well. So it's a lot, like we're a full service agency, but... I mean, most of my clients, we're going to do, you know, a couple services. It's not really the whole, we have to do everything to be successful. We really like to, to, like I said, do that research, drill into really what's the main problem and then kind of help come up with some solutions and figure out if this makes sense as far as budgeting goes. When would a, a barber know, Hey, I need to contact Michael. Cause this is, out, I can't handle this. When would, when would a barber know that or have an early warning sign of that? 
yeah, I, I think it goes back to that time factor. It's like, hey, you've been doing this on your own for so long, but now, hey, you've gotten busier. You've gotten a lot of clients and you'd rather be focusing on those clients and how to grow that client base as opposed to let me keep up with my social media or let me keep up with Google and keep getting reviews. So you kind of hit that point where it's like, I need to start offloading some stuff. And so that's where it's a great time to, to have a conversation with myself or somebody at RevLocal to where we can, you know, give those recommendations on like, hey, you can still keep doing your social media. That's totally fine that you've got enough time to do that. But let us take this off your plate. So you're not having to worry about it anymore. Or in the case of like what you had to deal with, with having a suspension and an account and I don't know how long, you know, how many months it was taking you to kind of figure out what you needed to do and everything. But if you ever get to that point where it's like, I just don't know, like I have no way of contacting Google. It's just through emails. There's nobody going to call me. That's when you could, you know, reach out to an agency like us and we could kind of help troubleshoot shoot some things there too. Yeah, that, that was a pretty painful time. But, um, there's uh, something which I want to ask about specifically with the profiles. On the Google profile, the Google business profile, there's a thing called Q&As, uh, the, the mm -hmm. questions and answers. But what is a good way for a barber to be able to take advantage of something like that on a profile? Yeah, so that is a great section that's on everybody's Google business profile. But it's also one of the most underutilized sections. You know, when I'm doing some research on, on a client or looking at their Google business profile, typically see it's like blank or there might be one question on, on there, but there hasn't been an answer. And it's been up there for like a couple of years now. So it's one you definitely don't want to skip and you don't want to miss in terms of like looking at that section. And what I think about with that section is most companies and even like I know barbers and salons will do this too, is you'll have on your website a frequently asked questions section. And so if you have that on your website, that's what I would copy into Google and have it up front and center so that when people do find your profile, they're able just to look at those answers right there. So good thing with that is it's less requiring less time of you when they call you and then asking the same question over and over again. And you're kind of tired of answering the same questions. That's, that's a good key indicator to say, maybe I should put this on Google so that they can read this. So things like that are the things that I think would be beneficial. So it'd be anything from like, you know, what is your average haircut price? Like that kind of stuff. Or it could be, do you take reservations or not reservations? Do you take booking? That kind of stuff. So it could be any of those factors or how long have you been in business? Like just simple things like that definitely go a long way to help when somebody chooses you over the competition. I'd like to wrap up with one other kind of question, then, then we'll go into like the actual wrapping up stuff here. So does Google give a preference to their own material? I understand that Google's got the, the business profiles. I think Google owns YouTube and a couple other things. Does it help a barber more to post on those channels than it does anywhere else? In terms of like getting your, like if we were talking about like, hey, I want to get better visibility on Google and that kind of stuff. Google does, oh, I wouldn't say Google puts more weight on, you know, like YouTube as opposed to like Facebook or Instagram. They're all going to kind of work together a little bit. Where I will say it's important is going back to like the reviews. So if you're trying to decide, should I build up my Yelp reviews or should I build up my Google reviews? I'm going to always lean towards Google. That's where I would go first because it is a bigger platform, more people are searching it than say like a Yelp. Even if you are in an, an area that a lot of people use Yelp on, building those Google reviews is really gonna be the one key thing that's gonna help you. So if anything to lean into something that's Google-based would be those Google reviews as opposed to something else. But 
posting on other platforms, totally fine. It's not going to really impact being found or not. How how can I how can a bar get get seen on maps? Yeah, you, yeah. You know, the guys are saying, find me a barber near me, and they're doing this on their maps, so they're drawing their GPS. And some people get seen on Google, some people get seen on Siri, some people don't get seen at all. Yep. Yep. So that's where, you know, utilizing a company like us would be really beneficial because there are a lot of other directories that can have your information out there. So directories just being other search engines. So we already talked about a few of them like Yelp or Bing or even Yahoo. Even Apple Maps now has a directory service where you can have a profile on Apple Maps just like you would on Google. So there's a lot out there and that's what we end up managing and maintaining for a lot of our clients to help, like you just asked, hey, how do I get found when somebody is looking for that haircut near me or the men's barber near me? That's really where I would recommend utilizing a company like Rev to help you with that because that is a lot to take on on your own along with cutting hair, along with posting on Facebook and Instagram, along with keeping your website up to date. There's some things that I definitely recommend offloading and that would be one. Yeah, I've heard nightmare scenarios where someone would enter their address one way on one place and one way somewhere else. And basically it would be the, the Google or whatever would look at it and it's like, okay, we don't know which one of these is the correct way. And uh, it could have been as simple as sweet or STE. So yep. definitely yep. keep definitely that. Okay, makes sense. All right. Michael, is there anything we, we haven't anything that I haven't asked so far that you wish I had? No, I think you've we've covered a lot and especially specific to your industry and industries like you. But it just know that it's, you know, it's a common question that I get, not only, you know, within the barber world, but you know, also across other small businesses. So there's a lot of people looking for answers. And I would just again lean on you know, kind of experts like us that are out there that are willing to talk and willing to listen to some of the issues that you're facing and just know you don't have to do it on your own. There are people like us that will help do it for you. Just like, I'm sure I could go, if I really, really wanted to, I could get my own haircut, maybe do it myself. But is that really going to be the best way that it's going to turn out? Probably not. I think I'd rather have an expert like Dave cut my hair that knows what he's doing, knows exactly how to make it look good, and knows there's, you know, the pitfalls that come along with it too. So that's where I would, would think to go and, and research out to those experts and, and contact them. That makes a lot of sense. Michael, I want to take a quick moment here and just kind of acknowledge a couple of things here. You know, when I was having a problem with my whole Google situation, I was really banging my head against the wall and enough of the people who I know yeah, in different industries, knew you. And they said, mm -hmm. hey, you need to speak to Michael. He's done this. He's done this. He's helped these guys. He's helped these guys. And, uh, you know, when you did it for me, it, it was amazing just how smooth it became when I let someone who deals with this kind of stuff on a day-to-day -day basis deal with it. So I just want to acknowledge that real quick. You know, there, you know the, when it comes to quote and that guys, there's, 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 there's a bunch of guys out there who are guys with computers or, in our case, guys with clippers or something like that. But then there's some people who really know what they're doing. So I just want to just kind of publicly acknowledge what it is you did for me. If, if anyone wants to get in touch with you and talk about, you know, hey, they've got a situation going on or and to, you know, talk about your services, What's the best way for them to reach you? 
Yeah, there's a, a couple of main ways that I like to be, you know, reached out to. So one, you can, I'll just plug Google again, but you can definitely search me on Google. If you search for Michael Morse and digital marketing consultant uh, in Atlanta, you should be able to find my profile pretty easily and read some of my, you know, reviews that are on there too. So you can kind of check out some of the work I've done for other businesses. But other than that, you can definitely reach me with my phone number at 770-815. 2867 or email is always a great way to reach me. And email for me is M M O R S E, just my last name at revlogal.com. So those are the three main ways you can definitely kind of find me on some of my social profiles, but I use those more for my personal side. So we'll keep those separate. <laughs> no stalking. Yeah. And I'll, I'll make sure to put your contact information and everything we've talked about down below where people can go and see some things from themselves that you're talking about. Yep. So, and that is fantastic. And I guess, Michael, the, the last thing I'd like to ask everyone is, so if you've got a, a chance to talk to a, a bunch of barbers at one time, you know, whether it is about business, life, your industry, whatever, what is something that you'd want to, you'd want to share with them? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with the topic and the title of this, you know, whole talk that we did, which is like, don't sleep on Google. Again, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's been around for, you know, at least over a decade now at this point, especially on the local search side, it's, it's now over a decade of use. So it's just become commonplace that everybody that's on the internet at some point, they're going to do a search and they're going to be looking at who's showing up in their local area. So it's all about am I there or am I not there? And then if you are there, great, continue to keep yourself there. But if you're not there, that's when you need to start thinking about, Hey, who do I need? Who do I know that can help me do this? And who do I know that can help me get to this, to this level, to where I want to continue to grow my business. Awesome. Well, Michael, I know you're really busy and I want to value your time. So thank you very much. That's, this has been fantastic. It's good for guys to know, you know what to look for, a, they might not have understood how important Google is and how simple it is for them to actually get on there, but also, you know, when to call you and say, hey, I need help with getting these things going. So I, I appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing you again. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Barber's Chair. I put links for my guests and for anything we discussed in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.